windshield time. Let's see if I can turn some tunes on the backdrop. There we go. 89.5 WMOT. That's not what you're listening to. That's just a good a station that always has solid music, regardless of what it is. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. You may be listening to this on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but just pretend it was recorded in the mindset of a Monday. I really don't observe Mondays for the most part. I mean, I observe them because they're on the calendar, but I don't ever have like a case of the Mondays or anything like that going on. Um, today's a good day. A little bit tired. Long weekend. We had our uh, daughters, our oldest, fourth birthday yesterday. Uh, had a paint party. That was that, uh, not like out of a tube paint, like uh, the powdered paint that you see in the color runs and stuff. My wife's idea. Uh, so she did that, made a cake that was pretty ridiculous. I tried to make a fondant, a fondant, whatever you call it, that you watch in all those cake decorating shows. Shit's not as easy as it looks. Let's just put it that way. So uh, made a, an attempt at that, and then she did a ton of really good-looking uh, cupcakes. Did that. Yeah, the party was her, her idea theme. She did a really good job. I just cooked meat. That's all I did. I cooked some uh, an open fire in the backyard. Did some pineapples. I always cook pineapples on open fire because I always look for stuff that's easy to cook on open fire. And pineapples are always like two for five dollars, so they're just easy to shave down. You're not going to overcook them. So uh, did pineapples. Did my first go at beef ribs. It turned out good. Did some pork ribs. Uh, was at the grocery store and found a rump cap uh, with the fat still on it. It was really good. Beat a cut of beef. I did uh, a whole chicken that turned out really good. And then I did a, uh, I got a $4 roll of bologna and uh, inspired from Martin's Barbecue and their smoked bologna sandwich, fried bologna sandwich. I took and uh, put it in cheesecloth, took the wrapper off cheesecloth, and then put it in smoker for a few hours. And uh, that turned out really good, man. We set that out and it was amazing the amount of kids that we're inhaling a good bit of the uh, the smoked bologna, but I really can't. I think if you just try to explain to them what it is instead of just set it on the table and like grab a piece, take a bite, you, there's no way you're not gonna really enjoy well cooked smoked bologna. That was good. Let's see what else. Last week was a fun week. A lot going on. Let's see Saturday. What did we do Saturday? I can't even remember anymore, man. It all kind of runs together. Yesterday was this, the the Christmas parade. In our town where we live, Lebanon, Tennessee. It was good, man. I just wish they would have a little bit more uh, rules and guidelines for the people that want to get in the parade. So, like, any dipshit that's got a, uh, a, 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 I'm using air quotes, classic car or something can throw it in there, even though it's, it's not well put together or looks that good. It's just loud as hell. Or if you got a Jeep. And at least if you're going to have your car in there, you either got to have a super cool car or you're going to have to throw candy or both. You can't just have like a mediocre car and not have any candy. Because then you're just another jack wagon going through the parade looking at people's faces waving. You know, like, I'm sorry, I don't have any candy. Or I didn't buy enough candy. They need to have like a minimum of how much candy you need to have for the most part. Because we're on the tail end of it. Parade started at 2, but they didn't get to us to like 2.35. So, plus, is the candy, does it work well bounced off the ground? That's another one. Should, should that be good? Because all you people throwing those little cheap candy canes that are individual wrapped, 
my kids aren't going to eat those because they look like crap by the time they get skidded across the asphalt from thrown from your uh, your your 1973 CJ7 or whatever it is. That was good. A lot of people uh, came out for that. That was a good time. Pretty authentic Santa Claus. God, I'm racking my brain trying to think of what we did on Saturday. Oh, mother-in-law came down from Indiana. That was a good time. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a pretty decent weekend, man. Got a nice week ahead. Um, looks like it's going to drop down and finally get chilly. Hopefully it'll kill a lot of mosquitoes in the backyard, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I was just on the phone with uh, my buddy Nate. They were usually we'd plan on doing this show together, but sometimes audio quality doesn't really work out. But we were talking about um, saying that he had a really cool muscle car when he was a teenager, and his dad ended up inadvertently wrecking it uh, on ice or snow or something, and ended up buying him a uh, ended up buying him a. Uh, a 1986 Mustang 5.0. So that was the first year that Mustangs uh, had fuel injection. But from like, I mentioned that like from like the early 70s to like the early 80s, all the Mustangs kind of were just, they looked like crap. It's kind of just took all the oof that was. It's like they decided to cross a, uh, it's like they decided to cross a uh, Ford Tempo or Ford uh, Festiva. I guess that came later. What is the Ford? What is it? Uh, what is it? What's a two-door car? The Ford. I can't think for the top of my head. Somebody's yelling at their speakers right now. The little hatchback car. I can't remember what it was. Wasn't what? Maybe was it Tempo? Anyway, it's like they tried to put make a Tempo car cool by or, you know Mustang by putting it on a Tempo uh, chassis or something. So, but yeah, it was a good day. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I don't know where I was going with that for most. I got distracted. It happens when you're going down interstate and you see a cop on the inside lane. It always amazes me is when you get over to give the cops some leeway, but you look in your rearview mirror and there's somebody three cars back that gets within like a quarter of a mile of the cop and still hasn't moved over. Like, how lacking are you a situational awareness? of driving that you're not looking farther ahead than a quarter of a mile. I mean, that's, you, especially like interstate. I get it with like, with like curvy roads or something. With interstate, my goodness, man. Oh, look, finally got over. I'm proud of you. I need to start just keeping count of the cars I go by that are that somebody's just full-on knees on the steering wheel with their phone in their hand. Last week I was coming home and there was a, a kid, I say kid, he's young 20s, in a car... I pulled up next to him and literally both knees on the steering wheel, both thumbs on the phone, texting or something. So I just hung out. I mean, it's like there's no solution you could have when someone... And he's ping-ponging between the lines like a drunk person. I know because I've been there. And I haven't been the best about it. But when you observe it, it's like, oh, that. how many times... I didn't realize I was doing that too. So I just pulled up next to him and just kind of like just hung out right by his, his like right parallel with him as he's just full on has no idea that I'm right there next to him as he gets within like a foot of my car and swings back over the other lane and then gets back over finally notices I'm there so then of course the appropriate response is just to speed up while you're texting and driving or whatever you're doing most people are pretty good but the people that 
don't realize how bad they're swerving all over the place. Like, I got behind somebody the other day at 5 o'clock on Saturday. That's what I did. We went up, uh, me and Archie went up, the middle child, went up and picked up some firewood for the overfire cooking in the backyard. And um, it's going up north of town. And behind a car at like uh, 4.30 on Saturday afternoon, it was already dark. Car just ping-ponging between the two lines. And you can't, how do you pick up your phone and call in someone's driving erratically without putting yourself at risk of driving erratically? I mean, not unless you just have like your phone set up for Siri to punch it and go like, call the police department. But you don't want to call 911. I mean, I guess you do, if I guess they're being that risky. I just, yeah, I, I couldn't figure out how to have my son in the car to pick up my phone on a two-lane country road and call, look up the phone number for the local police department and call in without putting myself in more risk than I was following a person that was already putting themselves at risk. I'm by no means saying I'm the best driver or that I think I'm that, that you know, that that should be lording over anybody. But when you look like, when you keep drifting into the other lane is, is my point of concern for the most part. I've been very fortunate, but it just seemed kind of a little, a little too much. That lady was doing a good job. Had her headset on everything. See, how are you, Titans? I have no idea. People, like, wait their whole lives to have a professional French sports franchise, let alone the NFL, come to their city. And I have no idea how our team did yesterday. I saw people at the game, but I don't know what the outcome was. I just saw the, uh, the win-loss record yesterday morning on the news, and they were – and it just looks like we were set up for another 8-8 eight and eight season, which is par for the course for the Titans. I'm optimistic. Again, with them not having a winning record, it's like Chris Rock said about Whitney Houston, I'm going to need at least a handful of crack-free years before I believe it. Same thing with the Titans. I'm going to at least need a couple playoff seasons and strong winning records before I start paying attention. And to be honest, even then, I may not pay attention. So visualize, if you will, a grown man in a gold uh, Toyota Camry going down interstate for the commute in and in the passenger seat is a cardboard pallet yes like you would uh use to bob ross-esque paint something that i cut out for my daughter's birthday party and sitting on that pallet on the seat it's not secured is about 30 hand iced cupcakes just sitting there so if you think you need to be a very careful driver, then the best bet is to put some cupcakes in your passenger seat because if I slam on the brakes too hard, they're all going in a pile on the floor and that's going to be a pain in the ass to clean up. Otherwise, they're just sitting there hanging out. And then we got the, uh, my wife did like a seven, seven different layers, colorful cake, like a paint splattered theme. Yeah, that cake is uh, laying on its side uh, on a, on a, on a uh, sheet pan in the floorboard unsecured also just hanging out that's a good thing about it getting colder out at night is you can just leave food in your car and not really have to stress that much about it works out really nicely so I got cup I got cupcakes as my uh, what's that Jesus is my co-pilot cupcakes is my co-pilot heard it here first folks somebody steals the the t-shirt or license plate idea People just gonna be wondering who Cupcake is. Seems like a good nickname. So, 
rolling into Nashville. Just got past the airport here. Going past the Strayer University. They're really not an official university if they don't have a sports team. It's my two cents. Strayer University is one of those, like, um, there's a handful of them that when you hear somebody's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take an online course or I'm getting my degree or something, and they've been doing it for a few years, and then you see them online holding up their Strayer University degree. You're like, I don't know if I should tell them or not, but I don't, I don't think anybody thinks that's a real university. I mean, I've never seen, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure they've helped a lot of people get jobs and stuff, but was it just one of the diploma mills or whatever? At least that's my outside opinion looking in. That's why I just assume that, like, Strayer, what's the other one? There's like two or three of them, you think of off the top of your head, that are all the, the same generic university. Like, just give us money. We'll say you showed up. We'll give you a participation award. But starting off the week, pretty excited. Let's see what I got going on today. Meeting some duder that uh, does website stuff. I always, it's like it, I try to indulge as many people as I. I used to everybody that would call and email me it, for work because I handle our, you know, handle our certain. I handled a certain amount of our marketing and stuff, or all of it, for about ten years. Kind of taking a step back from a little bit of it. But uh, th- that when you're in that position, you're just a lightning rod for everybody that wants to pitch you a service. And it amazes me the unaccountability for the arbitrary numbers and things that people say they can do. Or it's just like, I can improve your business. I can help y'all grow. I can get the word out there. Exposure. And it's just like, dude, I've been working here for 10 years and I've never seen you here before to even have an idea of what our business is. It's kind of like going into somebody else's house and just assuming you can just show up first thing in the morning and be like, yeah, man, I can fix everybody's lunches and get everybody going right off the bat and then run your life easily, no hitches, because I know what it's like. Because I've worked with other people like you, so I know exactly that your daughter is never going to eat fresh fruit. I know that. So, Duder is um, meeting with him. I'm meeting with him for breakfast at the Marsh House. I'm hesitant to say where we're meeting at for breakfast because it's one of my favorite breakfast places, and I know it's only a matter of time before... It gets run over, and I have to wait to eat there. But by far, one of the best breakfasts in Nashville and the least pretentious. Um, Lisa, the pastry chef there at the Marsh House, and uh, the hotel there is just phenomenal. Ironically, two of the best pastry chefs in Nashville, both named Lisa. Lisa Donovan being the other one. But the breakfast there is stellar. Like, people wait in line across the street at Biscuit Love, and look, they do a good job. Ironically, the best thing on the menu at Biscuit Love is their shaved Brussels sprout salad. Yes, that's where I'm at in my life. I am vegetable to the way. I don't get me wrong. Anybody can, you can do a steak or burger, or whatever. But I'm veggie side guy these days. Um, but eating the Marsh House because they got good coffee too. Their coffee's phenomenal. They have their own coffee shop there. But their menu's just small to the point. But everything you get between the potatoes to the bacon, everything is just going to be the best. There isn't anything that's like filler in there. And um, speaking of veggies, that's what Friday I ate at my my burger place. I put it up on Instagram, at the Neil McCormick on Instagram. Uh, I had my settings set to private, but I just changed all that to where it's public now. So, um, 
you can see the pictures of my burger and french fries from my by far one of my top two to three burger places which is gabby's over by um off 8th avenue and i love gabby's just because he's the dude that owns it is like dude this is what i do i do it the best i can the building's paid off no i'm not expanding and they even got a list above their um their uh grill of the most frequently asked questions and the answers and it's it's like yeah diners drive-ins and dives did call twice but um met my buddy owen there with his son miller on uh friday for lunch and still stellar i mean just one of the best complete their buns are phenomenal the bacon they use is good the meat burger meat is really good and it's not even like an overly hype you know type you know instagrammable place you need to go to for foodies it's just like no this is some solid shit and you need to eat here but their sweet potato fries worth the price of admission they take and they cook they bake them I think this is what they do. They bake them like 85% of the way done. And then they slice those. And then when you order them, they throw those in the deep fryer. No batter or anything. And what it does is it makes the outside of the potato, it like caramelizes the skin to where it's almost like candy. But it's not burnt. It's just a little bit darker brown and just phenomenal. So that's why I was talking with that dude. He overheard me talking about how good the fries were. And he's like, oh, it seems like you're a sides guy. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm a, I'm a fat kid that just knows he's got to be eating more vegetables the older he gets in life. But uh, so we're sitting there at Gabby's and we're sitting at the counter. Owen gets his burger and his son gets his burger and fries or hot dog and fries. And I show up and I get mine. And while we're sitting there, the, there's like five or six people, of course, behind the counter cooking food. And there's a... Uh, lady uh that's back there cooking too i recognize her because she's always, everybody there's always been awesome i don't know anybody by the first name though but um she's sitting there and she's seeing that owen's trying to talk his son into into eating something more than just his hot dog trying to get him to eat his fries and he's not having it so the lady just unprovoked just gets him a bag of give him gets him a basket of regular fries and an applesauce she's like hey man here's for your kid thanks you know and it's just like no charge or anything. It's just somebody having a the a business owner one that thinks far enough ahead to order applesauce, but two, just somebody looking going, hey, I get it. You know, you're having a tough time getting your kid to eat or to sit still or whatever. Here, let's give this a go. Which reminded me of my um, wife and I took our when she was pregnant about four or five months ago. Um, we took our other two kids to Opry Mills Mall just to walk around and people watch. Plus, it's like a mile to walk around there. So we get to use the exercise. And we went by Johnny Rockets. And I've always never, I've never been to Johnny Rockets just because it's a little too cliche. A little too cliche touristy. And, and it's in a mall. So, I mean, so we, there's only like two or three folks in Johnny Rockets. We're like, ah, what the hell? Kids are hungry. We'll go in there. So we go into Johnny Rockets and sit down. And at this point, I have extremely low expectations of Johnny Rockets in the mall. And um, we sit down. And a guy, I'd say he's probably mid-30s, comes to our table with uh, with menus. Or they set us down with menus. Dude comes to our table to get our drink order. And when he comes to the table with a drink order, he sets down a basket of French fries and two or three different types of dipping sauce. And he goes, hey, um, notice y'all had a couple small kids with you. I had this. I went ahead and brought y'all a, a cooled, not cold, but a cooled off basket of French fries so the kids could go ahead and start eating. He's like, ah, man, I know, you know, kids. I went ahead and uh, I went ahead and just brought y'all a basket of fries so the kids could start munching so y'all can have a minute to 
make your decisions, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. And uh, thanks, man. So we place our food order, our drink and food orders for the kids. And um, I, at that point, I'm like, okay, this dude's got my trust. So I don't I don't need to look at the menu. So, I, you know, hey, dude, what burger should we get? And he's like, oh, we got this special limited blah, blah, blah burger, which is a lot of times just some shit the manager's trying to get everybody to move. But it actually sounded good. So took his word on it. Burger comes out, phenomenal. But dude brings our food out for our kids. He went ahead and got that going in advance and set it out to where it was cooled off. Where as soon as like all of our food arrived, we didn't have to tend to our kids and blowing all their food off and get it to cool down and everything. The food was already cooled off and we were ready to go. And, I, and before we left, I asked the dude, I'm like, hey man, I, I have to ask, we eat out a lot. I mean, like for work, I eat out a lot, but I'm usually not with my kids. But we eat out, not like ever, not. But I mean, just saying in comparison to most folks, I have, a, I have a lot more experience with bars or with restaurants than than most people. And now eating out with my kids is a different experience. I get that. I'm like, dude, I've been to a decent amount of restaurants, you know. And we eat out with our kids, you know, a couple times a week. And out of the hundreds of places that we've been as a family, and that I, I have never seen anyone ever make the effort to see make sure food was cooled down for kids that makes the most sense ever so i'm like is this a johnny rockets policy is this i mean is it something i mean what is what what's this i mean because it just added something whole it just added something phenomenal to our experience he's like nah man it's just something i started doing he's like we drop our own french fries here as the serving staff so i can and make our own shakes so i can I can go ahead and drop the fries when I seen y'all walk in. So by the time we got over here, I already had some out, or somebody else had another order I could take that was cooled off. <clears throat> so I was like, I'm just telling you, man, it's, it goes above and beyond, and it means a lot to us, man. And it just just got me to thinking, like, how come nobody's put that much thought into it? Especially like a pizza place. I mean, a pizza place, you go in and order pizza, and the pizza comes out molten hot. You know, and especially like kids' meals, it it just doesn't. It's just weird to me that no one's really put that much thought into the fact that, hell, dude, I'll be honest. I, if you can go, if you're making an effort to accommodate my kids, especially when you have small kids, I pay an extra twenty, thirty percent on top of whatever we're paying just for that convenience. I mean, just to be able to not have to worry about the extra time and effort and the potential drama of what we know we're gonna we're going to encounter for the most part. But I just kind of blown away by my Johnny Rocket experience. Oh, yeah. Turned on Nashville, another building. I like how the buildings in Nashville, they build the elevator shaft first. So you just kind of get a feel of how big and how they're going to fill everything else in around it. So turning off of, uh, where am I turning off of? Off of 2nd Avenue North. Didn't lose any cupcakes like a boss. And on my right is new construction with elevator shaft. On my left is the new... Oh, I thought that was a hotel. Another mini storage. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven floors of mini storage. And then across that fourth here on the left is another mini storage. It's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six floors of mini storage. Taking up about a quarter of a block. Did no one learn anything from the movie, from the TV show Hoarders or...